Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Uh, sometimes that is better. You eat chicken on Thanksgiving? It just tastes so damn good. Wolfman's gone The opening credits were kind of cool, though, right? Here's Johnny. When the Wolfbane blooms, thou art the one. Slut! Star Child. You are not going to die from a shit. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie, hey. Will, Bill. and the Professor Smoke. Hello. And today we're this is going to be the last show of 2021. We're going to be talking uh, the, basically kind of the year in review. Like these are the movies that we watched and enjoyed uh, throughout the year. We'll, we'll have some recommendations and uh, the ones we, we, we love, you know, that you should watch and the ones we didn't like as much that you should avoid. Um, I'll go ahead and add now, you know, just kind of a teaser ahead here in a, uh, what, that'll be a few weeks from now. This will be on January 17th. We're going to be watching one of the movies from 2021, and that's Malignant. That'll be on episode 91. So that's one that we've been wanting to get around to pretty much, or at least I've wanted us to get around to ever since that came out. So we're finally going to get around to that in, what is that, three weeks from now, as you hear this episode. That'll be episode 91. So I just wanted to put that out since we're going to be talking about it here today on this episode. But uh, before we get into 2021, we need to go back and review a little bit since all four of us are actually here. Um, And we didn't do this on the last show, so we saved it for this week. We needed to step back a little bit and uh, and talk about a a few movies that we've done leading up to this where all four of us weren't there in the room, so we don't have all the ratings and stuff for it. So we're going to go all the way back to episode 81, Hellraiser, from 1987. And, Will, uh, you were on assignment that day, so you weren't able to be with us. So I guess we'll get your thoughts on that and your star rating and uh, a kill count if you've got a number for that on Hellraiser. My star rating, I'm probably going to go probably a one and a half on this one. Wow. Uh, uh, the, the, the the whole, like, torture, sadomasochist thing is just it's just not anything I'm into. Like, uh, it's just kind of hard for me to, to sit there and watch. Uh, so, like, yeah, I just... I didn't enjoy the movie just kind of overall like the story if it would have been a little faster maybe maybe the, the, the actual story would have interested me but even like with that i mean it, it kind of reminded me of uh jesse james and frankenstein's daughter because it was just <laughs> oh, come on now <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> there were there were long panning shots that just went on forever I can get with you on that. I know in, in Frankenstein uh, and Jesse James, I know that it was there because they were filling time. Mm-hmm. And this one, this was, it was trying to, I guess, build intrigue, but it just didn't work because I guess I just wasn't into the, the subject matter of the movie. Jesus wept. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when damn, he found out this movie. changed you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not I guess you know knowing your sensibility now we've been doing this long enough to where you kind of get a feel for what everybody thinks about stuff but I am kind of surprised that you didn't like it as, that much <laughs> and how dare you sir <laughs> how dare you compare this to Jesse James movie's Frankenstein's daughter in any way I, look I can get behind the weirdness of Clive Barker is not for everybody but yeah 
uh, you know, look, you know, it is what it is. You just, uh, you also, you've made us look bad because Smoke and I gave it three and a half stars, and Donnie, <laughs> and Donnie gave it three and a quarter. So that means we must be into sadomasochism, uh, <laughs> and you are not. So there you go. Well, and 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 I know this is like a, a weird thing, but like there are some movies that I can't sit there and watch. You know, like like if they're based upon like a uh, like a like a stupid lie, right? <laughs> I know this is weird, but it, uh, for instance, the the School of Rock. I cannot sit there and watch that movie. Like it was based on a, a stupid lie in the first place. So it's like this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> I can't get into it. Anyone could have so, could have seen right through this if you were just using common sense. <laughs> right, and, and and I get that that you know that's a comedy, but I, I don't know. Yeah, so. If 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 I don't buy into it, it's really hard for me to finish a movie. Uh, what did you get a kill count on this one? Yeah, yeah, uh, I came up with a total of eight. So that takes us to the next episode where we watched. That was our Thanksgiving special, episode eighty three, Into the Dark. We went back to that Hulu series, Into the Dark, with Pilgrim from twenty nineteen. So Smoke, you were on assignment that that week. Yeah. Uh, I think you were on vacation. I don't know. One of your various luxurious vacations you take. Um, you weren't there that week, so uh, wh- what do you say? Star rating, and uh, then we'll go through your gore score there. And, and I'll also tell you, when, when you get to the gore score, we we made predictions on that episode before that, or on that episode, I'm sorry, of what you would think oh. the gore score was. So oh. we'll say those first yeah. before you give it. So, uh, but yeah, your star rating and your thoughts on Pilgrim. Oh yeah, and uh, and by the way, I haven't, I never did listen, I haven't listened to that episode yet. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want anything to influence. Okay, yeah, my view. Fair enough. I don't have no idea if I gave the gore score or anything, so. Yeah, we'll see if, how that matches up. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as the movie, you know, Into the Dark. So what is the comparison that we have so far is Crawlers. Yeah. You know, that's, we forget what episode number that was that we did, Into the Dark Crawlers. So it's going up against that as far as like, okay, is this going to be any better or worse? Or, I mean, it could get much worse than Crawlers. That, and by the way, I don't remember what, I think my rating might have been half a star. On Crawlers? Can't yeah, on a, uh, on a re-rating, yeah, you gave it half a star. That one, I'll go through it since you mentioned it. Donnie, you gave Crawlers a quarter of a star on the re-rating. Will gave yeah. it three quarters of a star. Smoke, half a star. And then I'm the only one that gave it one star. So that was that was, that's the bar. That's Crawlers. Well, this movie, like, if you're judging it by... First of all, let's talk, let's talk about the technical aspects of it. I guess it was better than Crawlers as far as the uh, acting-wise or whatever. I thought the acting was fine. But overall... I don't want, it didn't really, it didn't impress me. It didn't hold my attention so, so much so that I was like cleaning the house while I was, <laughs> while I was on in the background, I was doing some, some house cleaning. I went to get a drink and whatnot. You know? Yeah. A lot of drinking. <laughs> well, yeah. So it didn't, it, I mean, it, I'm not saying that it was any worse than crawlers because like, it's hard to get worse than that. And I think that might've been my worst rating. I think I even gave home sweet home, maybe even more of a rating than that. It, the movie, this didn't hold my attention at all. Like I said, now was. Until it get, got to the end, like also, if a movie can have a lot of gore going on, that could that could hold my attention. If it's got splatter and stuff, that's at least keeping you pulled into it in some way. Like, oh yeah, that was a cool effect, or that was. A, and the first part of this movie didn't really have that going either for it. But where I kind of perked up was that when as it got closer to the conclusion, because that's where they stacked all the gore. So I didn't really get down with too much of the storyline or whatever. And, and like I said, I was kind of cleaning up. But then I started perking up near the end, like, okay, there's a... But also, the, what the weird thing was, this movie had... It was kind of trying to, you know, take everything seriously. But when it did get to the gore, it kind of interject, interjected humor into it, I guess. Because there was the... 
you remember the vomiting blood scene mm-hmm. after the berries? Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty gory. But I couldn't help thinking of uh, the vomit scene in Stand by Me or the vomit <laughs> scene in I think Monty Python's Meaning of Life, mm. because you know they kind of bent over and you can tell that it's like a hose. Yep, like a bottle or whatever. And it's like those gags, those vomit gags, and like Stand by Me. So I thought about that whenever they were doing. It. So I didn't know if they were going for humor in that scene a little bit too. Mm. But then I definitely realized they were going for humor whenever they uh, they're at the then the conclusion a little bit further down where the dad's head severed head was on the table is like the instead of the turkey it was like the dad's severed head right mm-hmm. and they flatter off and there's the head and then there's a scene where somebody, they use the head as a weapon <laughs> bashing them with the head the severed head. I remember that yeah yep well, all these that things, def- all these things humor. it's almost like you've listened to the episode I'm telling you, all these things were like same things we said and pointed out so yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know because it was this weird juxtaposition of like trying to take things seriously with the violence or with everything going on, and then like interjecting this weird humor in those parts. And then uh, the music too was kind of weird. I thought it was like, okay, there's a scene where all this is in the, near the conclusion. I mean, was uh, there was like a folk song playing? Like it might have been a folk song you would have heard during pilgrimage or whatever. Mm. And then the next, like a gospel song, and yeah. then the next scene is like a techno song, <laughs> and then back to gospel. And then it, it was like this weird. It just it just struck me as odd. Yeah, and then the cinematography too. I didn't really like the. It was. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong. But like I said, I kind of, I was like, not as engaged with it near the beginning. But it seemed like the whole movie was shot handheld. A lot of aspects of it, yeah. Yeah, or kinda at least like, the like, bulk like that, of it. Like that lurking camera kind of view, point of view kind of. Yeah, and I'm just not a big fan of that. Unless I mean, I can understand in uh in found footage movies that's what you do because they're trying to you know get the feeling of these people aren't professionals. They're just got a camera and they're shooting what they can get. So yeah. you get shaky cam and all this stuff. But when it comes to like a regular movie that's not found footage, that kind of irks me when it's too much of that. I like I like it used sparingly, like a certain give a certain scene immediacy where you're in their face a little bit and you back up and, then, hmm. you, and you're kind of moving, the camera's moving. So it gives it a little bit of immediacy, but it seemed like the whole movie was shot that way. So that kind of irritated me a little bit, I guess. Overall, at least the end did kind of give me something to watch there as far as the gore factor and a little bit of meat at the end because I thought I was going to get through a whole another bloodless one because I believe Crawlers was pretty bloodless, right? Uh, Can't remember what. I, I tried yeah, to put that movie out of like, mind. Other than maybe like Alien Blood or something like that, yeah, I think it was pretty much bloodless. So that was definitely a step up in the gore department. I guess I'll give my star rating and then give the gore score. The star rating, I gave Crawlers a half. I think I'll give this one one star. It's better than Crawlers. It had more gore, at least going for it, but overall it just didn't really engage me that much. Acting mode, like I said, the acting was fine, I guess, for the most part. And I can't think of that guy... I should have looked up that guy's name. I, didn't, I don't know who he was, but I've seen him before. The main pilgrim guy. Uh, we went through that on uh, an episode. I can't remember his name, but yeah, like he had been in a handful of other things. I've seen him in something. I don't remember what it was, but I, I thought he was good. Everybody else was fine. I mean, as far as like, I mean, nothing over yeah. the top, but I mean, as far as being a main actor, I thought he did pretty well totally. in that role. Yeah, and then, I totally who's the builder? I, I think I said the, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, that's kind of fun. Like whenever he was, they were in the stockade or whatever, and he was, tending to them or whatever, and then they get out and they, they, they kill him with the hammers and stuff yeah. or whatever, and they're like, yeah, they we call, murdered I think, together. I think they right. called him Big Pilgrim, like, in the credits, if I remember correctly. Your gore score, yeah. before you say it, now, we took a guess. Well, no, I guess go ahead and say it. I don't want to influence. You go ahead and say what your gore score is before I tell you what we guessed. Okay. And, well, like I was saying before, we kind of, I thought all the gore was pretty much stacked near the end of this movie. There's maybe a few little things that be throughout, but mainly in the fight last whatever that, I don't know if it's a half hour. So I also, another thing I didn't mention was it felt like this movie was going to conclude about three or four times before it did. <laughs> yeah. 
just because they kept escaping and then they get caught again, escape, caught, get escaped. And I kind of, the way I kind of rated it is how much overall, like through the whole movie, is it, is it like a bloodbath through the whole thing? And then you could probably get an eight, nine, or 10. It's pretty much almost bloodless for at least more than half the movie and you stick it all at the end. Unless it's some really super hyped up gore, you know, like those terrifier levels of, uh, <laughs> of gore at the end, since it didn't sustain it throughout, I think I would give, I'd give it a, a six. All right, so with that being said, Donnie, you predicted he'd say five. Will, you and I said he'd say six. So there we go. We were right. <laughs> Donnie was wrong. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. suck. I hate you. <laughs> I was right. Oh, yeah. Since I didn't watch the episode yet, I mean, not that we have to put all this in there for the listeners. I don't know. But what were y'all's ratings on the actual movie? Donnie gave Pilgrim two stars. Will and I both gave it two and a half stars. So... Once again, just like uh, Will just shit on Hellraiser after we all gave it glowing reviews, <laughs> you pretty much took a dump on Pilgrim after we gave it fair reviews. So, <laughs> so this is apparently this is the uh, status quo right now. On our, uh, I guess I, I think the conclusion that we draw from this is when we're all together talking about a movie, we think about it differently than we do, you know, uh, maybe watching it solo a little bit later on. You know, you get a you get a different reading of the room, maybe. Maybe that's the conclusion. I don't know. But but we've got one more movie to talk about here, so we'll see what we what you guys have to say about this one. Back in episode 85, we talked Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now, Smoke and I were solo on that one, and, you know, I'll give you our scores, because, you know, uh, considering y'all probably haven't listened to it, and the kill count afterwards. But, Donnie, I'll start with you. What did you think of Silent Night, Deadly Night, and what's your star rating? With this one, you know, I, I thought the pacing was pretty solid. Uh, didn't really lull in any parts, at least to me it didn't. It did have its moments. Now, granted, I had watched it on YouTube or Prime or something. I don't remember specifically what. It did have its moments where the picture quality was, like, really, really bad. No, now that was on purpose. That was not on purpose, but that was because uh, that was like a, a, a later cut, an extended cut kind of thing. Where, yeah. where they went back in and they they put the old footage in there, but they didn't, like, restore they didn't like completely restore the footage. So it's oh, like, man. here, here, this is like off of VHS, just slide it in kind of thing. You know, well, so. this is, yeah, it completely took me out of the entire, you know, it just kind of took me out. I'm just like, what the fuck? They added What's... a lot, they added a lot of gore back into the movie doing that. That's why. It's... We have, um, we've run across like similar things on like Hulu. Whenever we watch, uh, some Hulu videos, like some, sometimes the quality will get, like blurry and shit. Yeah. So I like, I thought it was one of those things. I was, but anyway, it took me out of the experience. I was like, this is bullshit. I thought it had, uh, you know, potential to be a little bit more bloody than it was. I was a little disappointed with the, uh, uh, the gore factor. But you know, given the time frame and you know, one of the other, I guess you could say, uh, redeeming factors was titties. <laughs> but uh, no, you know. I typically like to give something I I would watch again three stars. I'm not willing to do that uh, with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, for me, it's two and three quarters. I will probably not see this again. But if I do, I mean, you know, whatever. All right, Will, that that leaves us to you. What do you what do you have to say upon watching Silent Night, Deadly Night? I'm gonna go with two and a quarter. The way that this movie was built was was interesting i i guess it was just maybe it was the time frame the way it was it was it was i guess came to fruition something was missing like, like something was just a little bit off for me uh as far as uh the story like like i do like the premise of 
uh, here's a story of <laughs> if everything went wrong with the child, but I, I, I don't know exactly what they could have done different to, to, to make me like kind of, you know, grab a hold of this one. Like this one for me was so close to being really good and it was just missing something. And, and this is probably one of my worst reviews. Like I can't really can't put my finger on what's missing to, to, to make me really dig in on this one. So yeah, that's why I had to go with a two and a quarter. Like it's, it's worth watching. Usually, usually the cop out is like, man, if this was made today, this would be, this would be really good, but they've remade it. Haven't they? And unfortunately I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. That one, uh, I think it was just called silent night from, uh, you know, yeah. within the last decade or so. And I haven't seen that one either, but, um, yeah, I don't think that one got any glowing reviews, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's pretty much all I've got for my, did you uh, uh, did you get an official kill count number on that one? Yeah, I came up with uh, thirteen on this one. With that, I'll say Smoke gave it a gore score of seven. Uh, if you were interested, and Smoke and I, Smoke gave it three and a half stars, and I gave it the same as Donnie did, two and three quarter stars. Although I do say I, I think it's for different reasons. I think like your Donnie, your two and three quarters sounded a little bit lower than my two and three quarters. Uh, if that makes any sense, you know, <laughs> yeah, it does. but I, I think mine was mostly based on the fact that I think as far as it, if you're going to compare it to Christmas horror movies, black Christmas is a better movie. And that's kind of what I was comparing it to. Like in my mm -hmm. opinion, black, yeah. Christmas, in my opinion, black Christmas is kind of like the standard bar. So if I don't think it's any better than that, it's going to be lower than that. So that's kind of where I was with that. See, to me, like three stars is like the baseline. Would I watch it again? And, I, and, and, and is, I can I can yeah. agree with that. I mean, I can get with that that uh, line of thinking for sure. Uh, that being said, this one for me, I would definitely watch it again. <laughs> but you know, to each their own, right? And I get it if you're like, eh, you know, that's probably the only time I'd ever watch it. But you know, either way, so I, I think we all, you know, I think we kind of all fairly came to the same conclusions in different ways. Other than Smoke has a much higher score. That's uh, just my history with this movie. Like, I've yeah, seen it that too. Around. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you come in with uh, quote-unquote biases that, you know, they just kind of show their face in these situations, and I think that's kind of a little bit of that, but either way. So I guess that kind of uh, catches us up uh, to where we are now because we just talked about the ginger dead man last week. So uh, like we uh, said at the end of last week, uh, just as a teaser, before we get into these 2021 movies here in just a second, next week uh, when we uh, come back, we'll be in the year 2022. We'll be in the future, the year 2022. And we're going, but we're going to be going back to the past for our first one. We're going to be watching an older movie from 1980, New Year's Evil. Uh, just so I don't have to do it at the end, I'll go ahead and give you the synopsis. During a New Year's Eve celebration, a Los Angeles disc jockey receives a phone call saying that when New Year's strikes in each time zone, someone will be murdered, and she will be the last one. So that is what we're going to be watching next week. And uh, I guess before we get into the, the other stuff here, I'll go ahead and toss out the usual information. Um, you can contact us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at AA Spook Show. We're on Instagram, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, by searching for All American Spook Show. We have a Public page where you can get logo designs, all that cool stuff. Our YouTube channel, Deadline Horror News Live, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. over there on that. And then, of course, we have patreon.com slash AA Spook Show, uh, where when you become a patron, you know, dollar, uh, $3, we have many levels on up. Um, you, uh, you, we have a monthly poll where you can vote for a movie that we're going to be watching the following month, this month at the, at the end of the month. So that will be, uh, uh, this Friday night at midnight, New Year's Eve. 
this Friday night at midnight, or I should say 11.59 p.m., the poll will close. So New Year's Eve, this month's poll for what we're going to be watching on uh, in January is for uh, three canon movies. So it's X-Ray, a.k.a. Hospital Massacre, uh, 10 to Midnight, and Enter the Ninja. Those are your three choices. So if you go over to patreon.com slash Show, you can vote in that poll. I think it's starting at the $3 level where you can actually vote. So if you want your voice to be heard or you know have an influence on what we watch next month, that's where you can do it. And, of course, you get early access to episodes and bonus video minisodes, uh, Library of the Professor segment we do every Tuesday. All that's there on patreon.com slash Show. All right, so we had to make a small little edit that you might notice there. Uh, Will had to uh, go back on assignment, so he couldn't join us for the rest of this. But he wanted to say that he's only seen three horror movies in the year 2021, and those were the three that we watched here for the podcast. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Caveat, and Halloween Kills. So uh, if you want to hear uh, his and everyone else's um, thoughts on those three movies, you know, where we go in depth on them, those episodes are available in the archives, I mean, and the latest one was uh, Halloween Kills. Actually, Caveat was only, like, what, less than a month before that. So, and uh, Count Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It, we did that one literally after, right after it came out. So, like, you have to go back to June of uh, of this year for that one. But uh, but onward and upward, uh, you know, we're, we're still, I'm still joined here with uh, Donnie and the professor, and we're going to be talking about, uh, not only the 2021, mostly the, the 2021 horror movies that we watched, but, you know, I'll run down a, a, a brief list of some of the other ones that, you know, maybe like, I'm sure Donnie watched a couple that I didn't and so mm-hmm. on, you know, with smoke and everything. So we'll kind of compare our list, talk about those briefly and just kind of give you a brief uh, or, you know, a little bit of an overview about what horror was in 2021. I guess I'll, I'll start off by going down a little. Now, look, I'm not going to read every horror movie that came out in 2021 because frankly, there's, there's probably some that we'll never get to or ever speak of, you know, like some really low budget, maybe some stuff that were that was released in other countries and stuff that we can't have access to, stuff like that. But we'll we'll mention some of the highlights and stuff, and then we'll go into um, not only the ones that we watched, but like which ones we felt were like the best of the year of the ones that we watched. Obviously, we can't comment too much on the ones that we haven't watched, but of the ones we watched, which ones did we think were kind of the best of the year? So we'll we'll kind of hit that towards the end. But uh, at first here, I'll go through like a little bit of a list that I have here. Uh, and, and these aren't in, uh, th- this particular list just happens to be in an alphabetical order, but this is a b- more briefer list than I have another one that's got that's thicker. So I'll just run through this one real quick. Uh, the, some movies that came out this year. Antlers, directed by Scott Cooper. Army of the Dead, that was Zack Snyder's uh, latest on uh, Netflix. See, I got, <laughs> there, there's these two movies. I'm assuming these, okay, one's from Pakistan, one's from India. Uh, and these are both comedy horrors. One's called Boot Bangla, and another one's called Bul Buliyaha 2. <laughs> Look, they're on the list, so I'm reading them, okay? Candyman, that was the remake uh, that came out earlier this year, directed by Nia DaCosta. Uh, of course, we mentioned The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. There were three Fear Street movies that came out on Netflix. I think they were like a week or so apart when they, when they released them. But they all kind of formed together to make one gigantic movie, really. Uh, but there was Fear Street Part 1, 1994, Fear Street Part 2, 1978, and then Fear Street Part 3, 1666. Uh, Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, that was the latest in the Paranormal Activity series. I'm not even sure. I lost track of how many of those there are. There's at least, what, five, six, seven, eight of those things? I can't remember. I want to um, say at least six. Yeah. 
Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Now, that one was fairly recent. You know, we, we've kept up with that on the box office numbers. I think it's in its third or fourth week in the, in the box office as of uh, this recording. Uh, the movie Son, S-O-N, directed by Ivan Kavanaugh. Spiral from the Book of Saul, directed by Darren Lynn Bowlesman. The Forever Purge, that's another one where there, I think there's four or five of those Purge movies, right? Uh, that one was directed by Everardo Gout. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the Night House, directed by David Bruckner. The Unholy, uh, that one's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it. Yep. And William Sadler, Carrie Elwes, a couple others. Uh, there's Someone Inside Your House, directed by Patrick Bryce. Werewolves Within, directed by Josh Rubin. Willie's Wonderland, that's the uh, Nicolas Cage trapped inside of a... Uh, how would you describe that one, Donnie? It's like he's trapped inside of a, a, a showbiz, like pizza, a showbiz, pizza. showbiz pizza place or Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's trapped inside, and these and these the fucking animatronics are killing people. And uh, another one on this list, Zombie, Zombie Ready. That's an Indian movie. I got another list here that goes a little bit deeper. I'll just run through some of the names here. This one was very recent, Silent Night. I think that one literally came out at the beginning of December. Last Night in Soho, The Whole Truth, Old. That was the latest uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Titane, I think is how you say it. T-I-T-A-N-E. Sure. <laughs> it's either Titane or Titani. I'm not sure. Lamb, of course, that was an A24 directed by Valdemar Johansson. Uh, uh, we'll get into that here in a second. That one was uh, odd, to say the least. Uh, Malignant, which we will be talking about here in, 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 coming up in a few weeks in January. Uh, coming Home in the Dark. The Black Phone, which that's directed by Scott Derrickson and, and stars Ethan Hawke. That one looks, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailers for that, but that looks pretty interesting. Chiori, Agnes, Black Friday, Spiral from the Book of Saw, Antlers, The Innocents, Death Valley, The Advent Calendar. Now, that's one that we need to add to the old uh, Christmas horror list. I think that one's available on Shudder, last I checked. Don't Breathe Too, Hypnotic, The Deep House. We talked about that one briefly on one of those videos that we did where that's like an underwater haunted house flick <laughs> so if nothing else that sounds interesting right yeah. uh escape room tournament of champions yeah. that was the second of the escape room you know the, the sequel to escape room night teeth the trip we need to do something wrong turn now that was a uh, kind of a reboot of the wrong turn franchise because i think there was seriously like five or six of those the medium red snow aftermath demonic the adams family too i guess that kind of counts right even though it's not necessarily horror, it's a horror theme, so we'll go with it. There's Someone Inside Your House, uh, No One Gets Out Alive, Blood of Red Sky, Things Heard and Seen, Motherly, The Scary of 61st. I've, I've never heard of that one. Censor, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. A House on the Bayou, The Beta Test. I mean, like, the list goes on and on. Honestly, like, this particular list I have here, like, literally has over a thousand titles that I guess they kind of qualify in one way or another as a horror movie. I'm not going to go down this entire list, but you get the picture. Those are probably some of the bigger <laughs> ones, and we'll name off a, a handful more here uh, as we go through the list. Now, I guess, you know, since I, so I'm not just sitting here doing all the talking. Donnie, I'll kind of toss to you, and you go through your list, and then we'll kind of chime in where, you know, like if I've seen yeah. it or not. I'll let you go first. All of those titles that you mentioned, I say all of them, there's probably, a, you know, you've already mentioned them, so I'm not going to, uh, I did have probably what about eight of those uh, on my list, and I believe we've already uh, talked about Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was, you know, that was one. Uh, there was also um, Quiet Place Two. I don't know if we, uh, that was dis uh, discussed, but uh, 
Uh, that was on my list. Um, I never got a chance to see that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I recommend it. Yeah, I'd say thumbs up. Yeah, um, I saw the Quiet Place too as well. Yeah, yeah, Echo Donnie Cinemas is definitely worth seeing, especially if you like the first one. I was yeah. about to say, now how does it compare as far as like you know, thumbs up, thumbs down to the first one? Uh, well, I think I, I think it. If you like the first one, I'm sure you'll like this one. But you know, it's yeah. one of those movies where the first one is kind of. It has this initial impact when you watch it yeah. of yeah. the whole like, concept of having to stay quiet and everything. And then, you know, so you already know that world when you come into this one. Yeah. But exactly. that exactly. being said, yeah. it's still well very said. good. Yeah, well said. But, yeah, I would recommend both. Yeah, well, you know how you know how the first one, they don't show stuff at first, right? They're kind of like, you know, you, you get the concept after a while of the, having to stay quiet or these things that you don't really see that well for a little bit will get you or whatever. That they don't have to at least worry about it with the second movie. They've already established. You already know what the creatures look like by the time you get to the end of the first movie. So they didn't really have to worry about not showing them. So you get to see some pretty cool creature effects, I guess. I guess kind of rounding out my list, uh, um, Tentacles, uh, which I believe was on Hulu. Um, I kind of like uh, jumping kind of back uh, on, you know, mentioning Hulu. I, I did watch that uh a bite-sized Halloween little feature that they had. Yeah, I or, did watch some of those. Well, I mean, hell, they're so fast. Like, I yeah, probably, I probably watched like fifteen of them in two minutes. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was, it was interesting. But uh, Skull the Mask. Uh, we we were talking about this offline a little bit. That one I saw, and that is gory <laughs> as shit. It's vile. Yeah. Now that is. Uh, I need to watch that. that one's in Spanish, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Right, it's been a while since I watched it, but yeah. I. Yeah, if uh, and I'm not really one for subtitles because uh, I don't like to read. <laughs> but, uh, I, mean, I mean, you want me to lie to you? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, uh, so, yeah, like it, it still wasn't that bad though. Like you know, just be be wary if you're you know a subtitle hater. <laughs> I mean, you could turn it off, but you're not gonna understand what the fuck's going on. But honestly, with that movie, you don't really. It's not necessary. I mean, there, there is a story to it, but yeah, it's not like it's entirely. Ne- you'd probably yeah. be able to read between the lines in that one. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, the stylist. That's one of those where like, I saw that one as well, and that's one where it's like it's not gory all the time, but when it's gory, it's like, oh, damn, you know, it's like skin crawling type stuff, you know? Like, yeah, it's over the head. Psycho Gorman. Which I thought was hilarious. Uh, completely surprised. I, I I was not expecting much. I I had heard you know a whole lot of uh, rave reviews, but then again, you know they said the same thing about Malignant. But we will get into that uh, as well. But no, so uh, yeah, Psycho Gorman, huge thumbs up. I would absolutely uh, uh, recommend that one. The Ringmaster, uh, which actually when I was uh, was a, we were going over. Um, the different movies I, I had went to a, a page that uh you know had like the movie posters i was like yeah i remember seeing that i i, I really i can't tell you heads or tails whether you know uh that was good or not whether i recommend it i remember the i guess the thumbnail i was like oh yeah i do remember that i i, I cannot recall <laughs> if it's good or, you know good or not it was not memorable i'll, I'll say unicorn uh which that's another thing uh, I, I seem to recall that there was a uh, uh, there was a guy that went to like he was like an unwitting uh, or an unwilling participant in a uh, he went to a sex party but he was an unwilling participant in this you know uh, 
then you shouldn't be going to a sex party. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Ringmaster, Unicorn, and uh, the uh, – I'll actually, the final the final uh, mention on my list is uh, Escape the Under- Undertaker. <laughs> uh, which, yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah. It's one of those interactive uh, horror, you know, kind of it, – it's an experience. I would – I would say uh, I would give it a thumbs up just because it's a different experience. It's time to refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand with a parade of items to tempt your taste. Hot buttered popcorn, golden good and fresh from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich and full of flavor, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus ice cold Coca-Cola. So bright, so bracing, with a taste and tingle all its own. What about you, Smoke? You want to run down your list? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, start with uh, one we had, you had mentioned in the in the open of the show. I guess was Antlers. Did you say? Did either of y'all? That wasn't on your list. You didn't see that one, right, Donnie? I did not. No, no, no I, I didn't get a chance to see that one yet. Yeah, that one. Me and my wife saw that in the theater. Here's my thing with that: is that going into that movie, I already expected something out of it because I, I love uh, folklore when it has to do with the. Uh, this one had specifically had to do with the Wendigo, which is a Native American folk tale. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely had some preconceived. Like, I was hoping it was going to be great because there hasn't really been any really good Wendigo movies. You know, there's been some some TV episodes here and there of things that have featured the Wendigo. Like, even, even the X-Files element of the Wendigo in one of the episodes, not, like, full-on with the antlers and all this stuff. But, and, uh, you know, it's featured in a couple of, like, a really low-budget movie that, just wasn't pretty terrible so i was i had a lot of expectations that i hoped it would meet and it didn't quite live up to those but it was better than some of the uh, that other prior wendigo movie i was talking about from i can't remember what year that was 90 something i believe or early 2000s it was better than that one but it still didn't quite go still didn't impress me a whole lot so i mean i would say i would say give it a watch especially if you if you have no idea what the wendigo is or anything you might enjoy it more than if you know the story of the, the folklore around it. Any of you, if you do know the folklore around it, I still say it's worth at least one watch. Not necessarily one to to own or so. It, it was it was fun to see in the theater. So mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's playing it still in the theater, but if they are, like I say, watch it once. And if you don't know anything about when to go, then you might enjoy it more. Uh, another one, Spiral, of course, we talked about that. I know you said you saw it, Josh. Yeah, my, my thoughts on that are like, they, they tried to freshen it up with some new faces, you know, or at least some recognizable faces and Chris Rock and Sam yeah. Jack. But... Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it just fell flat to me. Like you know, me too. Yeah, me too. I'm not saying I hated it. I'm definitely not going to say I loved it. You know, it just kind of exists. You know, (laughs) it's if you like Saw, you'll probably like it enough. You know, it just kind of is what it is. And moving on. Now we actually talked about it briefly, I think on Deadline Horror News last week that they're actually, um, it sounds like they're going forward probably with another one. Uh, So we'll see where it goes from here. But you know. Yeah, as far as that one's concerned, you know, if you like the Saw movies, you should probably watch it once, and that's probably about as, that's probably about as many times as you'd want to watch it just once. And well, I watched it, you know. <laughs> True, and as I've, as we talked about before, I don't know if we talked about it on the show before. Or not, but I mean, I'm not the, the hugest Saw movie fan. And I haven't even seen all of them. I've seen the first, at least the first three, and uh, and this one. I mean, let's face so, it. Uh, I mean, past the first one, really, if you think about it. You're probably really only watching the Saw movies for the inventive, fucked-up ways to kill or, people, right? Yeah, the kills. 
Yeah, yeah. you just want to see what <laughs> yeah. kind of contraption they come up with next. So that's kind yeah. of what that series has become. Uh, beyond that, Malignant. Now, <laughs> here's my thing. And I, again, we, I forget what we talk about sometimes on the show and what we don't. I attempted to watch it, and it was after I got off work, and I made it through, I don't remember, maybe the first 15, 20 minutes or so, and then I fell asleep because I was tired of it. So <laughs> I need to get back to watching that one. And I know at some point very soon we'll be doing – yeah, matter of, on the matter of fact, that is three, week, three weeks from today, on January yeah. 17th, we will be watching or talking Malignant. You will have to finally sit down and watch it by then. Yes. <laughs> Beyond that, there was, uh, of course, Halloween Kills. Yeah, we talked about that one on, uh, I'm blanking on yeah. what episode that was, but that was back, uh, like, right after it yeah. came out, so that was, like, mid-October. So, next up would be Old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, did you see that one, Josh? No, it's one I did not get around to. Yeah, same. Yeah, it was it was hard. I mean, did you see what was the one with the uh, right before that one? Uh, I guess the last movie you made before with the kids and the grandparents. Yeah, oh, I, I'm the, blanking the, on the uh, name of that movie. Was it called The Visit? I think. Yes, yeah, The Visit. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did did you, either of y'all see that one? No, nope, still still haven't watched that one either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that uh, that was a little bit more. I like that one a little bit better. Than, than old old wasn't wasn't terrible again it was one of those i kind of put in there with the uh, antlers as far as not for the storyline or theme or anything but just the fact of like you could see it once not the greatest in night Shyamalan movie certainly not the worst but but uh i think it's worth again one at least one watch for me anyways i mean unless you're like a huge m night Shyamalan movie then maybe you like it more so but uh i just thought it was kind of it was good but not great I, and i like to visit a little bit better lamb though and <laughs> now lamb I, you saw you saw Lamb, right, Josh? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, I love that movie though. I like it. I knew it was an A twenty four film. I knew it was gonna just judging even before I even saw the trailer or anything. Just a movie called Lamb coming from A twenty four. It's gonna be weird. And then you see the trailer, and yep, yep, you're like, yeah, it's gonna be definitely gonna be weird. <laughs> and then you go to see it, and yep, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. All right. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. The only I mean, thing, it's, it's, the only thing I can say for myself is that like, I, it's not that I didn't like it. I didn't love it, but it's not like I didn't like it. It's yeah. just that certain aspects of it aggravated me, and, and 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 those are things that I can't get into on here because it's it's too spoilery. So yeah. maybe you know a lot yeah. of what I got to say about it is we'll gonna get, have to wait until we get to it. But yeah. that one, I almost dread the day we do that one because it's gonna be a hard one to explain. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah. It's I mean I don't know that we've done any A twenty four movies, have we? Pretty sure I we don't haven't. Think so. Yeah, pretty much any A twenty four movie we tackle is going to not be. It's just going to be. It's going to be tough. Talking about our experience with the movie rather than. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be hard just to even get a, a clear plot. You know, of like. Yeah. Just going through the movie from oh, point A to a, point. I mean, look, there's a plot in this movie, and it makes sense enough. You know, it's not one of those like plotless type of movies. It's just that yeah. a lot of the things that happen with it in the movie, kind of like what the what the hell, you know, like to me, you know, so like. Yeah, you just need to see it for yourself, and then uh, eventually we'll get to it. I mean, that's really all I can say about it. I enjoyed it enough, and I, I and I enjoyed yep. it enough to watch yep. it at least one more time for the show. So I, I'll give it that. I love the setting. I love it. It's set in Iceland, and it's it's in Icelandic, so with the you know English subtitle. Yep. And uh, another aspect about it, I love. But uh, and it's a twenty four. So if you know what a twenty four is and you like a twenty four movies, you'll probably like this one at least enough to. You know, get enjoyment out of it. If you if you've seen an A twenty four movie and you got up at the end and said, "What the hell was this shit?" Then you probably won't enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of that going on because 
again, me and my wife saw this in the theater, as we've seen many A24 movies and many times after the credit rolls, people are just looking around at each other bewildered, like, what the hell is this we just watched? Hmm. Uh, that that right there is part of the the fun of going to an A twenty four movie for me. <laughs> Just laughing at all the uh, the the rookies when the lights come back on. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, I had a uh, In the Earth. That one was kind of an under the radar movie. Hmm. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, even for me, yeah. like I didn't really know much about it going into it. Hmm. And that one pleasantly surprised me. I'd recommend that one for sure. Uh, did, neither I know you didn't have that on your list, did you, Donnie? No. No, no me either. No. See that one either, Josh? Nope. Yeah. Nope. That one, I would recommend it for anybody to, it's different. It's definitely, I mean, it's not, you know, so different that it's, again, it's got a plot and everything, but it's just not predictable necessarily in any way. So, hmm. uh, and it's very, it was cool seeing that in the theater because it had a interesting sound design. It definitely used sound to, I mean, one of the plots in the movie is sound, like these speakers are set up in the forest and they're, set to certain frequencies and tones and whatnot, and they definitely used that to great effect with the surround sound in the theater. Uh, beyond that, uh, Last Night in Soho, that was uh, I, I want, Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah, I, was Edgar, I really wanted to see that one. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, same. But that one, I enjoyed that one, too. I would definitely recommend that one as well. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah that's another one we saw in the theater. Most of these I saw in the theater. In fact, it's probably only a small percentage that watched uh, on Netflix or what or streaming or whatever. Most of these all did see in the theater. And uh, that was another good one, good theater experience. Great cinematography. Story was good. Definitely keeps you engaged. It's one of those that I, I kind of look forward to watching again because there's a lot of hmm. subtleties and things going on with it that I'm sure I missed some stuff in there. The Army of the Dead. That was one that I thought was going to get maybe a theatrical release. That's one that should have maybe gotten a theatrical release. It would have been a I think it actually did get like a small theatrical release, if I'm not mistaken, because it was released on Netflix. But I think they actually did release it in theaters like a week or so beforehand, and it played you know for a couple of weeks or something like that. Yeah, and I know it didn't play where I'm at. I'm at what kind of you know, I don't have a very huge city. But I mean, Charlotte, where y'all are, is the closest one to me, and I know it didn't play in Columbia or anywhere around here. Yeah, unfortunately. But. I don't know how wide of a release it was, but I'm almost positive there was some type of release with that. Yeah, I do remember hearing something about it, but like, I, don't, I don't know how limited it was, but yeah. I know it was too limited to where it didn't play in Columbia, and sometimes they do get limited releases in Columbia, but not that one. Hmm. But I, I didn't, I enjoyed it. Did, you, you saw it, right, Josh? Yep. Donnie, did you see now, that one? I don't remember if you said that or not. Yeah, I didn't, uh, it wasn't on my list, because I, I, I didn't get to finish my, finish my list. Uh. But you did see it. <laughs> yeah, I did, yep. Yeah, I mean, I uh, honestly, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, like, you know, not as much as, like, obviously his remake of Dawn of the Dead. You know, like, that's probably, in my, if that's not my favorite movie he's ever done, it's right there, like, number two or three or something. But that being said, I mean, I, I'm interested to see where it goes because it's clearly the beginning of something, right? Like, there's already been another prequel movie that came out on Netflix. Yeah, I did that one yet. Yeah, that one's on Netflix, and then uh, there is going to be a sequel to it. So, like, it's the beginning of, like, his own little, like, kind of zombie universe thing going on there. So there was a lot of interesting stuff in that movie that, you know, I'd like to see more of it. So if nothing else, it was successful in that. If anything, it was probably a bit too long, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would I would say that. Uh, that's that's one of the things that kind of typically we, we kind of bristle at, uh, you know, anything that's um, <laughs> you know, right, a little over two hours. Because 
my attention wanes after a bit. I tend to look at movies like I start getting more critical the longer they are simply because like I start I start thinking like I start looking back and say, well, you could have cut that out and that out and that out. And then I just kind of get hung up in that in my mind. Like, all right, there's at least 30 minutes of shit you could have cut out of this movie. And then I can't move past it. You know, <laughs> I, just, yeah. I, just know I just know how I operate, you know, so. And that, that movie, I think I went and looked looked on IMDb and the credits later just to see. But it reminded me very much of this comic book miniseries that I read back in, or I guess it was published back in 2000, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. It was called Remain. I believe IDW, I want to say, that publisher, and that Steve Niles might have had something to do with it. Okay. But it was it was set in in Las Vegas. And a lot of the things, not necessarily the exact events that were happening in Armada Dead, but just the zombies in Vegas type thing and whatnot. I, it's very reminiscent of that. So it would be hard-pressed for me to, to believe that the whoever wrote Army of the Dead hadn't maybe read or read the remaining series or whatever. It, it, otherwise, it would just be a complete weird coincidence. But mm-hmm. Maybe so. At any rate, I'd recommend that, too. Anybody who's uh, yeah. who's never read that remains series. It's, I don't know where it's. I, I got the original comics. I don't know if it's on some sort of comic app or not. But So beyond that, next is uh, Quiet. Well, we talked about Quiet Place 2 on, yeah. on Donnie's list. Yep. So we've already pretty much covered that one. Uh, the Night House. That was another one I saw in the theater. Another one that I, I saw the trailer and was hoping for more than what it delivered, I guess. And I thought it started out really, really good. It had potential. And then it took this turn where I'm like, uh, I wish they hadn't done that. I wish they had done it the way I was thinking it was going to play out in my head. I don't know. I don't, that one, personally, for me, I wasn't really I don't, Did either of y'all see that one? No, no, I didn't get a chance to see that one yet. I don't know. I, I guess it's hard for me to judge what, what would be. I mean, I, it's not a terrible movie. It's just... I thought it had so much more potential than what it was. So maybe it's worth one viewing, and other people might like it a lot better than I did. But for me, I'll probably, unless we do it on the show, I probably won't ever get around to watching that one. So next week, uh, <laughs> the Night House. <laughs> the Night House. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, I probably, I mean, I do need to, I'd watch it again to reassess it. And if we, but I won't do that until, unless we do it on the show at yeah. some point. And sometimes we talked about that, you know, dozens of times. Like sometimes you just need to step away from something for a while and revisit it, you know, and you might think differently about it. So who knows, right? Yeah, like I said, that classic case for me was the Halloween, the 2018 Halloween movie. Yeah. Did you have any more on your list? Uh, Resident Evil. Ah. Rack up. Yeah, I'd like to see that. What do you think of it? I haven't been the hugest fan of the Resident Evil movies franchise. I did. Like, I saw the first one, liked the first one, and I've seen some of the others. I haven't seen all of them. Now, I don't think it really uh, ties into that, though, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, I know uh, it's a prequel of of of, of don't sorts, but movies at all. In fact, it's more like the game, yeah, than just movies were. Yeah, that's what I understood uh, going into it. Yeah, and I thought that was cool because I, I, as far as gameplay goes, I've only ever played, not ever played, but extensively played the first two Resident Evil games. The other ones I've played here and there, but the first, the first one, and specifically the second game, I played that one beginning to end I, I finished it like two or three times like i loved that game when it first came out mm-hmm. a lot of scenes from those two games that were like cut scenes that they shot in the movie and you could tell like the especially the first game when they first show the zombie and he's like over a body and you know he's like eating on the body and he turns towards the camera yeah i mean that was shot just like the cut scene from the first game nice so that's cool and it had some decent ethan gore and it. it wasn't Maybe, you know, not as gory as I would like for it to have been. But it didn't skimp on the gore by any means. 
Cool. Uh, I enjoyed it probably more than the other, than prior uh, Resident Evil movies. Mm-hmm. And it was closer to the game. Oh, so, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, what did you think of that one? Man, I watched that right after it came out, and that was like towards the beginning. You know, that was what? God, that was like March, April, something like that. So honestly, I've kind of forgotten a little bit about it. I remember liking it, though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. it kind of went pretty much the way I figured it would go. Like, you know, in terms of, like, the way that would turn out. I think I'd kind of oh, yeah. predicted that in my mind. But, uh, you know, without giving away any spoilers here for those who haven't seen it. But yeah, I was about to say something, but I'm like, nah, I guess I won't mention yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. People, you, know, you might not want to say. I knew something that was going to happen or something that was going to pop up in my face. Yeah. And that came to be, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was, that was cool. And I, I thought it was. The only thing is a CG. Any movie that comes out like this, that's a monster movie, is going to be a CG test. Oh, and yeah. that is what it is. You know, I grew up with the man in the monster suit movies, and I love that. But of course, you can't do that these days. I mean, people, <laughs> you imagine if they made that movie yeah. now? People would just be like, laughing their ass off. Tokyo or something. I've shown my 10-year-old son just like a picture of, uh, you know, like some of the old ones, like the, the first time they fought and all that. And he's just like, what is that? And he just laughs, you know, so like, yeah, it. If they try to do that now, it would just get laughed out the door. Yeah, there was. I know. I can't remember if it was Godzilla versus or King Kong versus Godzilla. I think that's how the first movie was called, right? The original so, yeah. sixties one. Uh, I can't remember if it's in there, and I think it is. There's a scene where Godzilla does a. I guess you call it a drop kick, what tail slide, where he <laughs> yeah. slides on his tail yeah. <laughs> all the way, like yeah. a, like about a football field length. Yeah, and like. Yep. It's King Kong, I believe it's in that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a I mean, there's something, there's something kitschy and you know, kitsch and cheesy about all that, and I, I love that. But yeah, it won't fly these days, of course. No, no. So but CG yeah, is the only way as, they're going to. As do far it. as this one was concerned, I remember enjoying it. I mean, it, it, it's probably one I'll go back and watch one of these days, and I'll probably appreciate it a little bit more later down the road. Like we just said, but uh, yeah, I remember enjoying it. And I think that's actually I had one more on this list. And I hesitate to even mention it because I don't even remember watching it. <laughs> uh, a classic horror story. And it was a foreign film. And I, be- I, can't, I believe it was, I want to say it's French, but it could be wrong. But yeah. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember anything other than the title of it. Yeah, you got me. I, I didn't so, watch that one. So I'm completely off the, off the reservation I, on that one. So if I recommend it or not, yeah. obviously <laughs> I, I don't remember what. It's a movie. Go watch it and decide it for yourself. I guess my list. I've got uh, some that we've me- some that we've already mentioned. Some that we haven't. Uh, Willie's Wonderland. We talked about that. Shadow in the Cloud. Now that one's pretty good. It's like a World War Two. What's the What's the old classic uh, Twilight Zone episode where there's like a gremlin on the wing? William Shatner episode. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. Or that's, Nightmare Thirty. Yeah, that's basically what this movie is. In a nutshell. That's basically take that premise and put it in World War Two and go. That and it, honestly, I you know I had I had pr- like pretty much no expectations going into it and I enjoyed it. So I would recommend watching it. I would recommend seeking it out and uh, checking it out. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, like we said, yep. Army of the Dead, Skull of the Mask, very gory. We talked about that. Conjuring the Devil made me do it, and, and of course Halloween Kills and Caveat. Uh, we did all three of those. Now we haven't talked about caveat. Neither of you guys mentioned that, but that was a 2021 got, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that one back in episode 75. I also saw the movie Awake. Uh, I think that one was on Netflix. I can't quite remember, but basically the premise of that one is no one on, 
like basically every person on earth lost the ability to go to sleep. That's your premise. Uh, so it's, it's, it, it gets pretty nutty <laughs> by the, like, you know, it's one of those movies where like the situation just devolves, you know, like w the closer you get to the end of the movie, you know, it's like you, you start off in a sane place and then it just gets crazier and crazier, you know? So I would recommend it. Uh, St. Maud. Now that's an A24, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've been wanting to watch that one. It's been on my radar and got around to it. Yeah. yeah. All I can say is weird. I, I'll just, uh. I'll say that uh, it's it, that's a hard one to describe, so I'm not even going to try here, and I'm I'm sure we'll we'll have to have to. It's like it's like Lamb in a lot of ways, like hard one to describe. You just need to kind of witness it for yourself, and whenever we get to those on the on, on the Spook Show, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, the, a movie called The Night. Um, that one's another uh, you know fucking head trip type of movie where like you know. You think you know the situation, what's going on, but you have no idea kind of movie. Um, I think that one was on Hulu, and I believe so was The Vigil. I watched that one. Uh, that one's kind of like, I, I guess in, in the Jewish community, they have, I can't remember what they call it, but basically like when someone dies, someone has to sit in the house like overnight oh, yeah. with the person, I guess kind of making sure no demons attack them in the middle of the night, something, something along that, something along those lines. And basically, this guy you have. There's a guy that comes in and has to sit vigil over the over the dead person, you know, until you know they, the person can move on to the next side the next morning or something like that. And uh, yeah, so you can imagine a horror movie based on that and go <laughs> pretty good, not not bad. Uh, Son, S O N. We we talked about that briefly, but I would highly recommend that. Smoke, I think that has your sensibilities about it. I think you would enjoy that for sure. Malignant, we'll get to in a few weeks. Uh, come true now that one i believe uh as we speak was on hulu that's another one once again uh hard to explain really weird it's like dreamscape type stuff just really weird um but good well done definitely well done looks cool um go check it out the unholy that one has jeffrey dean morgan and we spoke briefly earlier uh that one's kind of you know i if you're that kind of that person that just likes to watch a horror movie to watch it, you know, there you go. There, here, <laughs> here's a movie. Um, I wouldn't highly recommend it or anything, but it was all right. I mean, it's it's well done enough, right? It's just it's just kind of like one of those mainstream type of horror movies where there's a formula and you kind of know, you kind of figure out pretty quick what the hell's going on here. So you know, it doesn't really hold much mystery, you know, as you're watching it. So it, it's it's okay. Held. That one's kind of uh, someone is held like in a house against their will and you're trying to figure out like you think one person's behind it and it turns out it's someone else so it's kind of a whodunit kind of thing um who's really behind you know who's really behind the curtain kind of movie so it's another one of those uh the stylist we talked about bloodthirsty now that's an interesting take i don't want to go too deep into spoilery territory i'll just say uh it could be fodder for uh if we do the summer of the wolf again i'll just say that I would recommend it. All through those Fear Street movies we spoke about earlier, watched all of those. Like I said, I think those are kind of best seen almost as like an entire thing. Like you need to watch all three kind of back to back because they directly tie together, you know, like uh, almost like seamlessly. So you, you need to watch all three of those. It's like one gigantic movie. The Boy Behind the Door. Now that one I think was like a Shutter exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's about uh, a couple of uh, kids that get kidnapped and they... Basically have to fight their way out of it. Um, that one's pretty good. Blood Red Sky, which was one that was on Netflix, at least when I watched it. That yeah. one, the the uh, the premise on that one is basically like 
vampire on an airplane. So think about how fucked up that would be and go. <laughs> Just to briefly <laughs> summarize what that movie is. So that one, that one's pretty interesting. It's it's a tad long, but it's, it's still I, I would recommend it. It was pretty good. Uh, that reboot. Uh, like you know, I'm tired of these motherfucking vampires on this motherfucking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> think, <laughs> think of that, except vampires. Yeah, pretty much snakes on a plane, but vampires. And like I said, it's as fucked up of a scenario as you can imagine. If a a, a vampire got loose on a plane, it's pretty it's pretty fucked up. Wrong turn. That reboot of basically like you know they kind of go and I think it was like the original writer or director or something like that, you know from the original Wrong Turn movie back you know fifteen twenty years ago, that came back for this and basically it's kind of a new spin on the same premise. You know, a group of teenagers go hiking in the woods and you know they shouldn't have kind of thing and they get into some shit, but it's it's told in a different way than those movies. It's not like your inbred redneck cannibal type stuff. You know, it's, it's a different twist. Uh, it's actually pretty good. I, I would recommend it. Uh, Gaia, which I actually just watched that one, like about a week or so ago as we're recording this, um, smoke that's in your wheelhouse for sure. And <laughs> trust me. And, uh, spiral, like we talked about book of Saul, you know, uh, uh, that was literally the most recent one I watched right before because I'd been kind of been putting that one off. Like I wanted to see it, but I was like I hadn't heard many glowing reviews about it, so I was kind of holding off. So I finally watched it, you know, literally a couple of days ago. So there's that, and I actually started watching Candyman too. I don't know if we really talked about that this uh, in this episode too much, but that was a reboot of Candyman that came out. Um, I started watching that but didn't finish it, so I can't really say much on that one yet. But I'll finish watching that and report back at some point. But so uh, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up here with um, there is a, a top 40 list on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So these are the highest rated horror movies of 2021 according to Rotten Tomatoes. You know, their tomato meter score. I'm not going to go through all 40, but I'll go through the top 15 since some of them we've mentioned and some we haven't. Number 15, The Night House. So there you go, Smoke. It's number 15 <laughs> on the list. Number 14, Violation. That wasn't one we mentioned, so interesting. <laughs> Uh, Fear Street Part 2, 1978, is at number 13. Number 12, Till Death. That one's got Megan Fox in it. Yeah, I remember us talking about that. Yeah. Uh, number 11, Censor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have heard about that one. Yeah. I've heard good things about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've, I've heard interesting things. So, But that's number 11 on Rotten Tomatoes list. All right, so now the top 10. Number 10, The Stylist. With a, uh, I didn't read the other scores, but I'll start reading the scores with this one. With a 90%. On Rotten Tomatoes, stylist. Number nine, with a 90%, The Queen of Black Magic. And that says, at least according to this, it's a, a Shutter original. So uh, that looks interesting. Number eight, Fear Street Part 3, 1666, with a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Number seven, A Quiet Place Part 2, 91%. Number six, Psycho Gorman, with a 92%. Now, Donnie, you, you said you saw that one, right? I did, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's definitely one I want to get around to. The, the, the critics' consensus, over the top and enthusiastically strange, Psycho Gorman delivers all the cheesy midnight movie goodness promised by his title. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's a great, yeah. great song. I want to check it out. All right, now we get to the top five. Number five with 93% Lucky. That also says a Shutter original. Uh, number Wait. four. About the uh, um, didn't we did we mention something about a, a dog uh, dog and a baby like trying <laughs> to eat each other 
And it was called Lucky. Yeah, I don't think it uh, is that, but uh, <laughs> based on what I'm the quick glance I see here, but yeah. Uh, number four, Slacks, S L A X X, with a 96%. I'm just going to read the, the little synopsis here just because what the hell. A possessed pair of blue jeans is brought. <laughs> Is brought to life to punish the unscrupulous practices of a trendy clothing company. Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that, what the hell? That's number four on Rotten Tomatoes' Best Horror of 2021. Number three was the, uh, I guess, previously lost and restored 46-year-old classic The Amusement Park by George A. Romero. That was one that we had intended to get to last summer when it was when it was right. released. But we never got around to it because we switched gears and I uh, did the Summer of the Wolf series, but maybe that's one that we need to go back and check out. I never got around to watching it. No, me neither. So that was number three. Number two, the one that I mentioned earlier that I watched, I don't know if I'd recommend it this high, but it was pretty well done. Uh, the Boy Behind the Door with a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. And then number one, My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. Now, that's like one of those old, long-ass uh, Giallo titles right there, if I've never heard it. Uh, yeah, like Vice is a is a closed door, and only I have the key. Here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But my heart can't beat unless you tell it to. That's number one on uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, and that was directed by Jonathan Cuartas, and that's got a ninety eight percent. It's hard to beat that, and no doubt about that. So that's your top fifteen over on Rotten Tomatoes. I figured I'd just kind of throw that in at the end there, just so you kind of have a kind of have a gauge of uh, uh, you know what you may want to watch, and, and a couple other that we didn't mention that are on the list. I'll just kind of glance through real fast. The Gin. Jacob's Wife, you know, that one has Barbara Crampton in it. Um, uh, let's see, Night Books, uh, The Power, Boys from County Hill. A lot of these are uh, Shutter movies, by the way. Yeah, that, that, add that to my list. I, I do remember, uh, uh, yeah, me and, uh, me and Kenny watch that. Yeah. Uh, the Columnist, in, uh, uh, there's In the Earth, uh, Smoke, you mentioned that one. That's number thirty. Right. That's number thirty on this list. Shadow in the Cloud, Malignant, Meander, uh, Sound of Violence, The Blazing World, and then actually number forty is Willie's Wonderland. So that kind of rounds out the top forty there. You know, I kind of skipped around, but yeah, you get the point. So tons of really good movies. Some that we watched and talked about here. A lot that we didn't. I mean, like, do some of these lists are pretty damn thick. You know, as far as like, here's just a bunch of damn movies. So. We obviously highly recommend the ones that we talked about here, and, and uh, of course, there's a handful that we need to get around to. And uh, the important thing to note is that we will be getting around to one of them in three weeks when we watch *Malignant* on episode 91. But coming up next week, before we get to all that, we're going to be watching *New Year's Evil*, and then the week after that will be episode 90, our first spook show rewind. We'll go all oh. the way back to episode one where we're going to be talking about *Reanimator*. So. Uh, that's the next couple weeks and then malignant. So everything's kind of laid out for you. So you know what's coming up for the new year. So, uh, I guess that's all we need to say about 2021. That'll put a bow on it. And, uh, next, next week when we do new year's evil, that will be our first show of, of 2022. So it's been a great year. Uh, Donnie, we brought you on this year. So looking forward to even bigger and better things in 2022. So from all yeah, of man. us, from all of us, of course, will Donnie, professor smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. From all of us here on the Spook Show, we wish you all happy holidays and a happy New Year's. And we will talk to you next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this...
happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.